Rosh Hashanah Peribet Mishnah He. The Mishnah relates what happened when the, to the witnesses who saw the new moon once they arrived in Yerushalayim. So there was a large courtyard in Yerushalayim called Bet Yazek. That is where all the witnesses gathered and where the Bet didn't question them. Large feasts were made for them so that people would become encouraged to come regularly to testify about the new moon. Now to get to Yerushalayim, a witness would often have to go outside their Tchum which is more than 2,000 amot from the place of residence. If someone leaves their Tchum on Shabbat, they must remain where they are for the rest of the day. Okay, you can't go more than four amot in each direction. The Mishnah discusses how this law affects the witnesses who came to testify about the new moon on Shabbat. They were allowed to leave their Tchum on the way to Jerusalem because they could break the laws of Shabbat for the sake of testifying about the new moon. So Barishonah, Allah Hayyuz Azim Hisham Kaliyam. Originally they were not moved from there, the courtyard of Bet Yazek, for the entire day, so as not to violate the law of the Tuchum. So the entire courtyard of Bet Yazek was considered the equivalent of person for Amar, so they could not go anywhere outside of Bet Yazek, but they could move within it. Okay? So that was before originally. It's Kin Rabban Gamliel Hazaken. However, Rabban Gamliel, the elder, decreed that they should be considered like people who were in the courtyard of Beit Yazek when Shabbat began, and thus they may get 2,000 amal from the city of Jerusalem in every direction. So he basically made this enactment so that witnesses will not be discouraged from coming again in the future. Since the Tzachon prohibition is merely rabbinic, Rabban Gamliel and his court were authorized to override it for this purpose. Now, this law applies not only to these witnesses who go outside their tuchum to testify about the new moon, but also to a midwife who goes outside her tuchum to deliver a baby. And this also applies to one who goes outside the tuchum to save people from a fire, from an attacking army, from a flooding river, from a collapsed building. They too are considered like residents of the town to which they came and thus have permission to go 2,000 amount from the town in every direction. Since a midwife and rescue are allowed and even obligated to desecrate Shabbat by leaving there to home or even do Melechah for the sake of saving life they are granted the right to go anywhere in the town and 2,000 amount beyond it even for the purposes unrelated to saving life so Mishnah Vav so Kesa Bokinat Eidim so the question is how do they how do these judges examine the witnesses Zug Shabbat Rishon Bodkin Otor Rishon the pair of witnesses that arrived first is examined first Umachan Umachnisina Sagodoshivahen Vomim Law. So the judges will bring in the older one of the witnesses, separating them from their partner to prevent you know any copying the answers. And they say to him, Emorke Sadra Ita Atalvara, tell us how you saw the new moon. Etalavana, how you saw the new moon. Lifneha Khama ol Akhama was the unlit part of the moon turned towards the sun or facing away from the sun. So essentially look at so think about this time of year, this time of the month. Basically the moon is a um, the moon is a crescent? Okay, so the crescent faces in a direction. You've you've got the the horns of the crescent, and then you've got the the dip. Okay, I mean like the the, the curve. Okay, so the horns of the crescent. So the question they're asking them is the is the crescent facing toward is the the horns of the crescent facing away from the sun or the horns of the crescent facing towards the sun? Okay, so that's what's asking us. Okay, so so. They're asking basically the direction of the moon. Since the moon reflects the light of the sun, the lit part of the moon, the crescent, is always nearer the sun, and the unlit part is always farther away from the sun. So we're talking about in the context of the crescent, not the horn. So it's again the curve, okay? So because it's reflecting it, the curve is always nearer the sun. So therefore, if witnesses say that the unlit part was nearer the sun, the judges know that he's lying or mistaken, okay? So again, so if now, if we're saying, if the witnesses say we know we saw the horns facing the sun, that's incorrect because that's not the time of the new moon, okay? That's not 
That's not how the moon works, okay? It's always the curve that faces it. So ask him that question first of all. Was the moon on the northern side of the sky or the southern side of the sky? Close to sunset, the new moon always appears above the western horizon, but it might either be on the southern side of the sky or the northern side. On the basis of astronomical calculations, the court knew on which side it should appear. Um, so if the witness's statement do not match the court's calculation, the testimony is rejected. So they would know where the moon should be. Should it be on the north or the south? So again, they can determine if this guy is telling the truth. How high was the moon from the horizon? Okay, was it as high as a building? Was it two or three stories? Okay, or which way was the crescent pointing, the north or the south? The bed didn't ask whether the horns were pointing north or south. When the new moon appears to the left of the sun, the, horse po the horns point south, and when it appears to the right of the sun, the horns point north, because again, so the horns are always going to face away from the sun. How wide was the crescent? Okay, um, you know, if it's if it's very narrow, that's the beginning of the month. The wider the crescent, you know, until it gets to you know half the moon, a full moon, you know, obviously it's going to be bigger and bigger. If the witness says that the moon's unlit part was turned towards the sun, he said nothing, because the answer is false and the testimony is rejected. Okay, in fact, if he answered any of the questions incorrectly, the testimony is invalid. The Mishnah specifies this answer because that's always wrong. It's always going to be if if he says that the unlit part of the sun, the 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 moon was facing towards the sun, that's always always going to be wrong. The rest, you know, could be depending on, on the time. After they examine the first witness, they bring in the second witness and examine him, asking the same questions as the first one. If the words are consistent and there's no serious contradictions between the two witnesses, the testimony is valid. The judges then ask all the other pairs of witnesses about the main points of their testimony without getting into detail. It's not, it's not done because they needed, because we've already accepted the testimony of the first Edim, but they do so so they will not leave disheartened because they do not get to give Edot. And they, prevent, and they do this to prevent them from feeling that it's been wasted, so they do this so they'll be encouraged to come regularly to testify with the new moon in the future. Have a great day.